This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast It's a new week, but I'm here with, uh, you know, an old friend <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you hear the laugh already Please welcome back to the podcast in studio, Sarah Galley Hey there. Oh my goodness. Hello. How are we? How was our weekend? Happy Pride. Thank you. Weekend was great. I um Incredible. I was mad at myself for missing uh Queen Whitney Rose's appearance at the spot, <laughs> uh New York gay bar that I uh you know. She she did an event there during BravoCon and then is like now doing a little mini Pride tour. I'm so, so into it makes complete sense. <laughs> Congratulations, Whitney Rose. Um there's the Eras tour, there's the Renaissance tour, and there's the Whitney Rose Pride tour. All at the exact same level. It's a busy summer. <laughs> it is a busy summer. And I saw Leah McSweeney is now doing live shows of her podcast and just did one with um, Heather Gay in oh, Brooklyn. Yeah. I did see that. So Awkward pause. My Our invites got lost in the mail. I think they did. She, I was going to ask Leah, and but then she posted a story like saying how dare people ask her for comps like they can afford to buy a ticket uh, and I was like oh okay <laughs> got thing, it copy yeah, that which no. makes sense I mean we've all been there I yeah I very much am on the page where it's like I don't I don't need to like beg for anything right but also if you don't want to go you don't wanna I go. might not go right 100% <laughs> no same yeah I don't I don't know I mean there are there have been a lot of events happening lately there's a lot of new shows coming you we were just talking before we started recording you read i have not read yet jenna lyons's piece in the new york times about her journey to join housewives i read i skimmed a little bit of it you read it i think you know it's it's interesting to see kind of how they're handling this reboot now that it's getting closer because it feels like it's getting kind of the the white glove treatment a little bit 100 percent, and you know it's honestly personally just helpful for me because i was trying to explain to my mom first what the real housewives of new york is and then second who jenna lyons is and i was like she's the person we have to thank for putting a chambray shirt into a pencil because that's the best way to describe her like people aren't necessarily going to care about j crew they're going to care about the way that she changed the culture of fashion for a lot of people um so I was like okay and but then the fact that she was on the cover of the I don't know if it was the art section it had to have been um of the times this weekend is very helpful to bridge the gap yeah for, I think, for relatives who don't necessarily know what that is going on but read well, the times well Jenna Lyons is and I'm I'm sure I've talked about this when the casting was announced and stuff but Jenna Lyons is an interesting figure because she is her influence is much larger than sh- her personal fame is and so you know in a right in a certain s- circle she is very famous mm-hmm. but you know her impact is even more you know 
Well, that was one of the interesting points that she talked about in the interview. And she's saying, you know, like she went from, you know, Michelle Obama wearing her looks and being at the front row of or like Beyonce attending like I think it was J. Crew's first New York Fashion Week presentation, which took me a second to unpack. But um, that she was really she had such a position of power. And now while there's still name recognition, she hasn't been in the conversation, I don't think, yeah. in many ways, aside from her one season reality competition show on Max, which I then haven't HBO seen. Then HBO Max. Oh, right. <laughs> now May it's Max. memory be a blessing. Is it so, still streaming? Who knows? Who could tell you? But I'm sure it was better than Bethany's. I mean, and what a high bar. So wow. It feels like such a fever dream thinking back to the spring of 2021 when I was convincing myself that I liked the big shot with Bethany. Why were you doing that? How did you even do that? Because I, I told myself that it was entertaining. Did you? I watched the whole thing. I mean, um, I watched the whole thing, but I had to start doing Instagram lives because it was the only way I could watch it was to like talk to other people during it about how bad it was. It, it was it, terrible. Yeah, that feels like, I mean, it truly is such a blip of time that it's like Bethany now is in such a strange place where I guess she still is very successful, but like her her public image is just like not great. It's yep. a mixed bag. It's just like on TikTok going to Dollar General and like <laughs> unboxing her makeup. But yeah, it's weird to think back to like two years ago, we had like quote unquote mogul Bethany doing her apprentice shit on HBO Max. It's like, wow, it would be weird to see her like starring in a TV show right now. Well, it does also get into the idea of like girl boss as a profession and also persona because Jenna Lyons, um, in a way that I find incredibly admirable, had a lot of great success in business and mm -hmm. fashion and um, pop culture in a way, as you said, regardless of whether or not you recognize her name, you certainly can understand her influence versus Bethany, who became a girl boss based on a quasi girl boss, albeit not successful persona that then became incredibly successful because of the way she was showing her personality. And what I found so interesting about the B shot, which I keep on wanting to call the B list, the big shot, the big, whatever the fuck, whatever it is, um, vitamin <laughs> the, B, the, the, the money shot with Bethany. vitamin B <laughs> money shot is the way that she dragged the winner of the competition, whose name I'm so sorry, I forget, but so it said at the end of I the think it's Meloxi. Exactly, that's what it was. Thank you so much. Um, that is that is like to Meloxi, by the way. That piece of information is like deeper in my mind than the why, Titanic wreckage. It's because you truly do mention it all. You truly do mention it all. Just pulled that one out of the crevices. At the end of the episodes, it would say something along the lines of like, and also the winner might not work for you know oh. the actual company, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then Bethany said after the fact, you know, like people take advantage of, you know, winning competitions. And I wasn't going to essentially allow myself to be a victim of this person trying to take advantage of me. And I was like, what an interesting way to look at and penalize a woman who just won your competition by suggesting that her asking for a reasonable salary was her taking advantage of you. And the way that Bethany framed that conversation, I thought was incredibly revealing mm. about the way she looks at, and you could talk about this about any number of celebrities, that there's been a lot written about the experience of working for the Kardashians, it, the ways that certain women celebrities have reached great success through the ideals of girl bossing while doing their absolute darndest to ensure that other people don't succeed. Right, the, the 
public persona is very like, know your worth, mama. But then behind closed doors, it's like, don't take anything from me. <laughs> I know. Money grubbing bitch. <laughs> it was just also so interesting to me, the way that Bethany, Bethany could have just said it, it, it didn't work out. But instead, she's like, I need to make sure that I shame this person who just won this competition. Like the absolute lack of empathy or grace is very symbolic and also symptomatic of Bethany now, mm -hmm. which is why for some of us, I count myself as a recovering Bethany stan. There are many moments where I look at her, I'm like, oh God, I still love her. Like yeah. there are moments where I just really like, I appreciate her, but also she's so toxic and the ways that she has uh, celebrated her toxicity in moments like that, I, I just find deeply unnerving. Question. But I, I still like her. I, it's terrible. I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery. At this moment in time, who would you say has girl bossed more successfully, Bethany Frankel or Sheree Whitfield? Okay. <laughs> we need to talk. Sheree is, she, she maybe isn't in profit yet, but maybe by the end of the year, um, and, you know, she would never just slap her name on some Shein clothes, but everybody does that. So <laughs> she's doing it, but it's not, it's not bad because everybody does it, but that's not what she wanted to do. But also everything that you see on a runway presentation doesn't make it on the website. You know, there's, there's drops and there's collections and, you know, all the stuff. How do you? <laughs> it's one of those moments. And the website did crash. Thank you very much. <laughs> And it was a holiday. It was a Sunday and then a Monday and it was a holiday weekend and nobody was around. It's one of those moments when I wish that existing OG Housewives watched other franchises because I think if Sheree had watched previous seasons of New York and had seen some of the learning, mm. the, the learning curve that Sonia went through and her sometimes not ideal business decisions, I think that might have helped Sheree in a way, unless she just looked at this as like, this is somebody else completely unrelated to me because it feels like she's making the same mistakes that Sonia did. And it's, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate because when you talk about name recognition and influence, she by Sheree has such enormous name recognition that at a certain point, it doesn't matter what the item is. What yeah. matters is if it's affordable to people buying it. And that's the mistake that she ran into. Both it wasn't original designs and also it was way, 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 way too overpriced. Right. Unfortunately for her, I guess maybe this doesn't line up with her vision of what her brand, her fashion house or you know, her atelier is going to be. <laughs> but that it's like the people who have been waiting for She by Sheree for a decade would buy the fuck out of a... $40 sweatshirt Tote or 50 even or, you know whatever the, the merch costs money and people buy a lot of merch we just saw Ariana and Katie say they sold $200,000 worth of merch for a sandwich shop that is not open. open yet but like for Sheree to think that after all this time people are waiting to spend $200 on a tracksuit is just wildly out of sync with the reality of what this brand means to people that it's like people aren't waiting for she by Sheree because they think it's going to be like God's gift to fashion. They're waiting for it because it's like, LOL, this is iconic because it's a housewives thing. Which is why I think that, ha and Sonia ran into this too, when it came to the idea of like affordable fashion, right? because there is an idea that they both have in their heads of like, no, but I like 
a certain caliber of fashion. So that's how I'm going right. to price these items. But if you look at your contemporaries, they're not. Sonia's is different because she's selling dresses and different items. Right, right, right. Um, Sheree is more athleisure. But if you're looking at your contemporaries, which at this moment in their careers as fashionistas are not other people in the fashion industry, it's really other Bravo Lebs and and specifically housewives. And if those people are selling hoodies and other comparable items for a much smaller price, you're not going to spend not you're not a, a consumer, which is a viewer is not necessarily going to spend $200. They're also not going to be able to continue to support your brand. It's like a right. one off. The Sonia thing is a good comparison. But it's like Sonia's in a way it's like even more bleak in a way because it's like, if I'm going to spend $200 on a cocktail dress, why would I, why would my instinct be like, you know who probably makes the best quality cocktail dress for $200? Sonia Morgan, New York. <laughs> where I see her on the show going to some guy's house in New Jersey where they're like flipping through binders of the finances and it's oh at Century God. 21. You know, like, no, no, sh I love Sonia and I, I think she meant well and maybe was led astray in some of her business dealings <laughs> over the last decade or so, but... It, it is like with Sheree, at least it's like at least her name is on it. There's a logo. There's like a if you're wearing the She by Sheree thing, it's like an if you know, you know. Nobody's ever going to stop you on the street and be like, is that the Sonia Morgan New York? <laughs> is that last season? Is that, is that last? Is that the dress? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. And I think like when Candy is like her, her whole back and forth with Candy, where I understand why Sheree is frustrated or angry at candy for seemingly kind of making fun of it but then also when candy's like girl you got to have a sense of humor about this like everybody you know it's a it's a funny thing it's tough because it's like you know uh, business is personal and then when Sheree's like well we went to your restaurant and we waited waited three hours to get food and i was never talking bad about that it's like well now you are <laughs> I did think she actually sort of had a point there, though, even though she was obviously pulling this out of her pocket to mm -hmm. try to get Candy to shut the fuck up. There was something to be said about the fact that she was like, I had a negative experience at with one of your quote unquote brands and I didn't say anything publicly, which I which I honestly understood. But it's not like Candy's restaurants have been in the media for like meal stuff you know what i'm saying it's not, she's like, not getting michelin stars right versus the sheree thing where it's like that was such a big deal and the way that it had been timed with it was either the it was with the reunion or the finale when mm -hmm. the launch would happen online i mean it was the thing that everyone was talking about and so when you say like let's have a little sense of humor i think also this is a total joke to suggest this but like maybe a little awareness because the way that sheree was like candy shut the fuck up like you don't have style so i'm not going to listen to you and it's like okay yeah you could say that but also candy as a businesswoman is incredibly successful and right. knowledgeable and you're just being like i don't like what you wear so you're dumb I'm right like, Sheree, Her, Sheree no. equating equating this to taking fashion advice from candy it's like Ugh. it's really not about fashion no. nobody i mean of course the like slapping a logo on a shein sweatshirt is a piece of it but like that's not really what candy's getting at overall and that's not a question of fashion that's a question of business practices 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. This is like kind of a tangent, but I, over the weekend, I was obsessed with these posts that I was seeing of Shein sent influencers on a brand trip oh to China God. to visit some of their their Instagram, their Instagram warehouse. You guys, if you have not, if this hasn't crept its way across your timeline, do some little searches because it is absolutely wild watching these people oh, dressed in like streetwear outfits going to these, showing up to these factories in China. Very that, quiet. That have <laughs> so clearly, like, I don't know for a fact that this is like not a, a real facility, but it is certainly done up in a way that suggests they knew the influencers were coming and prepared it in a particular way. And they're like, wow, I had lots of questions and I was so glad I got to see the truth for myself and get all the answers. Thank you so much, Xi'an, for paying for my trip to China. It's it's spooky. But like, imagine if Sheree <laughs> was at the Xi'an factory. She would be doing the exact same. I mean, like, it, it is. I could see that for She's her. like, wow, these things are pretty high quality. <laughs> I was also very into, I watched a couple of those videos and I was very into one of the influencers whose bio said like investigative journalist, which I was oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, because you Google. <laughs> is that she, what, is yeah, that what your video, credentials she's like, are? She's like, you know me, mama's a journalist, <laughs> so I had to get all the tea. It's like, it's like, yeah, I don't think you know how like 
reporting works. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you know how like uh, business practices and factories <laughs> work. I mean, it was incredibly awkward, but so much was a, there was a little awkwardness to that combo too, and the fact that they landed in a decent place, I thought was interesting and sort of confusing in watching Sheree's reaction because the way that Candy just kind of apologized, I felt like I could see a moment of Sheree being like, wait a second, let's not end. Like she was, she wanted it to continue a little bit, which I get because it's, yeah. it gives her something. It was both, I thought, genuine frustration on Sheree's part, but also like, wait, 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 I'm not, I'm not done yet with this tension. Yeah. And I think, well, on last week's episode, Sheree organized that whole Gucci brunch where the whole idea of it was there's all of these different conflicts within the group. We're going to have one brunch where everybody comes together on, you know, at my time and place and all of this is going to be fixed or, you know, soothed or something. (laughs) And I mean, ambitious for Sheree to be the the one planning that. But I do think there this season of Atlanta, I'm, I'm enjoying it on one level, but then I think like some of the actual conflicts that are mm-hmm. happening just feel a little bit neither here nor there. And I'm I'm really feeling that with the the Candy and Marlo thing about Marlo's nephew who was shot and killed a few years ago and it it just is I'm really struggling with the the way that this was just see, kind of randomly brought up a few weeks ago and now it's their storyline for the season like wh- it, it really feels like it came out of nowhere and in a way i kind of understand candy being like what like oh that's what this is about like uh, wh- what are we doing here yeah i don't know what to do about marlo i like i really don't know what to do because I feel like she has deserved this 100%. She's been at many points a vital part of seasons past. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if this is working out with her full time. And I want this to work out for her, but I just don't think she's a good fit. And I don't necessarily trust her instincts for what she thinks is going to like give a moment, not specific to what's going on this season, but also last season. It just... It it feels like there's a certain amount of effort on the part of the audience to like think this is good. And I just don't know that this is working out. And I don't know that you can go from being a friend of for over a decade to a full timer for a couple seasons and then maybe back to a friend of. I don't know that that's possible, but I also don't know that this is working out. And I think your second season, we should have an idea of whether or not this is a good fit. There's something about it that I'm like, I just don't think this is working out. And it makes me sad because I wanted it to. Well, and on this week's episode, like the whole last chunk of the episode is we're seeing her on this date. And I I know it's been a criticism of Marlo over the course of her time on the Mm -hmm. show that we don't see her personal life. We don't, there's all these insinuations and accusations about her dating rich, older, white men, billionaires, whatever. People love to like throw things out about her, but it's never like, we're never like seeing any relationship dynamic from her. And so in a way, I guess it makes sense to put a scene like this in there where it's like, okay, we're seeing Marlo do personal life, but it's a little bit like, okay, I don't know if I, I still don't know if I 
you know, we didn't have it before, but now that we have it, I don't know that I necessarily need it. The date to me was not even sort of what I was thinking in terms of like not being a good fit. Like, I do think it's important that we see other aspects of her personal life. Um, I just think in the group dynamics, it's just and not all of that obviously is Marlo's fault, but it just doesn't feel like a good fit. And I say that noting that last week was the first episode this season where I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're onto something. Like it felt like it was a, um, there was an energy that I have found missing. And this week I thought it was like a solid episode. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I mean, like, how would you diagnose Atlanta this season? I think it's, it's like a little bit of a, shrug in a way that I Mm. think is not like inherently bad just kind of like nothing for me is quite popping off like no 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 part of it is really like capturing my attention in a way that I there I think last season people had kind of mixed responses but I was really enjoying myself for a lot of the season and I think you know for me like the the hallmark of a great housewife season is not just like how explosive is the drama. Like there's, there are a lot of different things that can be good. And I think this season there are pieces that I like and there are pieces I think are, are working well, but overall it just, it doesn't feel like it's like adding up to more of this, more than the sum of its parts maybe. And I think the, I am interested in Drew's personal storyline. I obviously knowing what is ahead for her and Ralph, I think Mm. it's, it's you know tough to watch but also really interesting like her i've always enjoyed drew's kind of like sense of delusion and when she's talking about when she her sister coming into the picture this episode is really interesting but drew's drew's description i wrote it down because i thought when they're talking about how her sister allison was managing her for a long time but then stopped managing her a few years ago because she was having some mental health issues drew just saying she was in no stable condition to handle the workload of my career and it's like (sighs) respectfully what was the workload of Drew's career a few years ago? <laughs> and was her sister playing more of an assistant role? Is that what? Yeah. Because I could see that involving a lot of work and possible confusion. I mean, we've seen how that works with the Sonia dynamic, how it, how working with family can be potentially a good opportunity, but also incredibly stressful. So. Yeah, seeing the, the Drew and Sonia parallel there with having sisters or a brother-in-law working for you as manager, assistant, hairstylist, whatever you need from them <laughs> yeah. that day. It's an interesting thing to consider. I, I I don't know if I feel like it's ever really the best route to go, but it did make me laugh when um they were at the roller skating rink for Drew's video shoot and Drew's like, oh yeah, she managed me since I was eight. And Allison goes, since, uh, since you were, how old are you supposed to be? <laughs> she's like 30 years. She's like, wait, um, just kidding. And Drew's like, don't worry about that right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what did you think about the Allison-Ralph um, dynamic? They came together at the end. They did come together at the Which end. That was sweet. Yeah, so, the, so basically, she had accused, Allison had accused Ralph in the past of being controlling and man- manipulative, which I will just say she was correct. Um, Ralph's response to that was to ban Allison from their home oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for a period of years. Um, Seemingly at the point in which she was struggling with her mental health. And so she has never visited them since they moved to Atlanta. It's the first time it seems like that they're really spending time together in a few years. And 
I I thought that was super interesting. I I like meeting I like meeting the people in these women's lives. I I think it gives you some really good context. And also, I mean, since day one of Drew being on this show, we've been pretty well conditioned to uh, think Ralph is like a scumbag. And so seeing this woman who has obviously gone through some struggles personally, but it seems like has the correct opinion of Drew's marriage situation, I'm like, okay, I'd like to hear from her. I'm interested where this is going. It seems like it, she means a lot to Drew. And so I, I'm glad that they're spending time together. But I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I mean, I'm sure this will be a part of the reunion. I'm like extremely, I'm, I'm fairly confident it will. But I would be curious to hear the conversation between Andy and Drew about Allison and like what specifically did she say to you however many years ago did she also say it to Ralph did you tell Ralph Mm -hmm. how did that leave to how did that lead to like the pause in your relationship and how do you feel about what she said then now like do you think that she was wrong and do you think that you were potentially wrong in your response to her and how much of your response to her and this whole like banning from the house how much of that was Ralph's (laughs) rule or regulation that you agreed with or did to pacify him or whatever else. Totally. I think Ralph and Drew clearly have a fraught dynamic in their the way they handle things as a couple and individually. And I'm excited to see Drew kind of emerge from that whatever mess and maybe thrive. I don't know. I think she's Drew's having like a little bit of a weird season. I know she was she like wasn't in the first episode or two and then COVID I think right yeah and then she had the flu so she didn't go on the trip to Alabama family crisis yeah so I we're like seven or eight episodes into the season and it feels like Drew hasn't been quite as involved but I do really enjoy her vibe just because she makes me laugh like the way she the way she handles things tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. 
Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you think that Ralph will be at the reunion? I I don't know. Actually, Drew was on Watch What Happens Live last night, which I didn't have a chance oh, to watch I yet. Watch, I haven't seen Watch What Happens um, in a minute. So I, I, I'm curious to know kind of like where they're at, but I I, unless things improve, I kind of can't imagine he would be because it's a little bit like what would be in it for him? Like, why would he say yes to that? I mean, I think he might say yes to it if he feels like he needs to share his perspective of what's happening. Not to say that that's a good idea, but I could see in his head thinking that like, I have the right to have my voice be heard. I mean, the fact that they were like racing each other to the courthouse or whatever <laughs> to see who would file first <laughs> does not ind- indicate that this is going to be a great uh, um, separation divorce experience. But we'll see. I, I could see him attending and because he wants to speak out. And who knows how she would respond to that because they haven't been, they obviously have been united enough to say that our marriage is working or whatever. I would be yeah. curious for um to see both of them acknowledge that this maybe hasn't been working for a minute. Yeah, I think that's watching this season knowing that their separation or divorce happened either after filming or towards the end of filming. I was curious to see during the season if we would get more storyline of like we're really struggling and it seems like Drew is kind of going the opposite direction a little bit where it's like we have 99 problems but chemistry is <laughs> not one of them like we I promise we fuck all the time like oh, he's the backup to be in the video but I'm so happy he's here like it, there are like I mean there have always been little kernels of yikes for the two mm. of them as a couple but this season knowing that it is going to come to an end you know, in a matter of weeks or months after these scenes are being filmed, it just is a little bit like, girl. Yeah. And I know that there were some number of people, maybe a lot of people who are really interested to see how this dynamic would play out in light of the news of their impending divorce. And I wish I was one of those people, I guess, because maybe it would make watching the show more interesting. But because he's always been toxic and there has been an understanding many of us have had that this dynamic has not been healthy or great. Like the fact that they're getting divorced is like, like, yeah, I I am yeah. not surprised by this. So what are we going to watch this season that's going to be more surprising or out of pocket than his behavior was seasons prior? Like, What's the big reveal here? The reveal that we we've always seen this. I or many of us have, maybe not all of us, yeah. but it's not surprising that they split. To me, it's not terribly surprising that they broke up. So the idea of like stay tuned so you can see what happened to their split, I I've already seen it. It's not none of this is inconsistent. Right. It's like does he go to Tampa again? Like <laughs> then blame her i mean <laughs> yikes not ideal i it's oh god i 
I feel weird about Atlanta. I really do because I, I, it feels odd to be like, I'm not quite sure. And I'm, I'm thankful for the most yeah. recent episode and the episode prior. Hopefully, that's just like this is the upswing. It was not a great start or maybe a slower start than what we're used to for Atlanta, but maybe now we're yeah. we're building. So I'm curious to get your thoughts in the preview for next week's episode. Or actually, I think they're taking a week off. So. Whatever. In the preview for the next episode, we see this meeting happening of the OGs minus Nini, of course, who is, you know, not on speaking terms with Bravo. Um, so it's Sheree, Kim, Lisa Wu, and Deshaun. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about this? I know that I'm sure there will be discourse about the Nini erasure kind of which already has happened this season as they did that throwback graphic with her edited out and then re-edited it to not do the throwback graphic because yeah, people were show. like hello um is is the Atlanta OGs something that you are like interested in I don't know I'm probably most interested in Deshaun to be honest because I just yeah. Deshaun there are some breakups that have happened that ha that have really caught me off guard I would say Deshaun's and probably Lisa Wu's among them where I really thought like oh this was it felt to me like you were watching people who had their partner so there have been divorces that I genuinely and it just it happened so long ago that I would be curious to see them but are they background singers like what's the vibe here are we going to get updates on their lives or are they just yeah. there because we know them i think it to me the fact that it's all four of them mm. kind of makes it seem like this is probably a you know we have we we have an opportunity to do this thing it'll be something like a little cute a little fun a little bit like we can tease the ogs returning to the show yeah I don't think this is going to be a, some big storyline. I, I have a feeling it's just kind of like a one-off. I'm meeting up with my girls. Right. You know the girls. The, it's the girls. I'm not against it. I love a throwback. I do think. It's, I love a cameo. It's interesting, though, because obviously uh, Kim has been right. in the news lately. Oh, my God. And I'm curious to see if this feels at all like it's going to be planting a possible seed because I think anytime Kim Zolciak is in the news, mm -hmm. people are always like, what if she came back? And like, I, I have never been somebody who's like dying to see more Kim on my TVs. I've famously never watched an episode of Don't Be Tardy. Oh my so God. I'm, you you know, are not missing there's out. There's like eight seasons of Kim I haven't seen that I could if I wanted to. Um, but like, I, I think that's interesting and I'll be curious to see. Obviously, this was filmed before their divorce news and you know for foreclosure question mark or whatever else but like is kim gonna give us anything or is it just gonna be kind of like a where wasn't it fun that we knew each other back in the day i can't that speaking of divorces i cannot believe that kim and croy that that split is as acrimonious as it is it right? feels it honestly genuinely feels so shocking to me and it's one of those things where they isolated themselves and became estranged with their families and the, and the mm -hmm. whole thing was like we only have each other and we're enough we don't need anybody else in our lives and the ways that this has combusted and I don't I don't know what the support system is like for either of them aside from their kids which include young children which makes me slightly oi um, our modern day Bonnie and Clyde I mean <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde sure um <laughs> about that um 
I just can't believe it. I cannot. It's shocking to me. Yeah. I don't. The thing like it's it. their divorce is not surprising to me in any um, like literal sense. It's more surprising just because I kind of thought they were like going down together like on this, you know, <laughs> they're like the couple like hugging on the bed on the Titanic. <laughs> And then their great grandson is on this. I don't know. My brain keeps going there. But like, I don't know. It it is just kind of, you're right that it is very messy and there's stuff about Kim's drinking and her gambling and gambling and um, crypto. This came up. I went to a watch what happens live taping last week. (gasps) That is actually airing tonight uh, with one Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my, no big deal. Um, I guess she was filling in for somebody a last minute (laughs) cancellation. Um, But somebody asked Andy a question about whether he, uh, Saw it whether he, no, I think it was specifically about whether he believes that Kim cheated, and he mm. said no. So I mean, I don't know if he knows anything or if he's just like you know. Was that ever what, apologies? I don't, I don't remember adultery or however you want to whatever you however you want to call it. Well, I think I <laughs> being think, a part of this, I thought it was more like deep, yeah, financial, chaotic, financial. I feel like they're kind of at the point where like everything is on the table. That's true. That's a good point. That's and a good point. also, I mean, like you said, there's young children involved and clearly there is a uh, disagreement about what the best custody situation is going to be. So like, it really is, it's tough to see when you feel like all of this information is being deployed strategically, that it's like two people can split up and have any number of things wrong in their relationship. And like, we don't need to know that. Like you can just go your separate ways, but that when there's a custody situation, like those things really do make a tangible difference in terms of like, if you're arguing that somebody isn't financially responsible enough to take care of the kids, like that can really impact the situation yeah and the number of times apparently the police has been called while the kids are there because of whatever argument taking place and he then filed something to the court about having someone be i don't know for the kids some sort of advocate for the kids like it's just i hope that this ends in a place where because they have so many children together yeah and obviously they're in a position where it's not like someone can move out it's not it's not like the Bethany Jason dynamic or any number of divorces where you stay because if you leave, then it's like, do you, do you have the right for residency mm-hmm. and it all becomes financial? It's like neither of them can afford to leave that place. They actually also can't afford to stay there. So <laughs> it's, it's Closing tough to wa- <laughs> time. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh no. I really, it's so <laughs> shocking to me. So we'll see, we'll get to watch Kim talk about how yeah. great Croy is doing and how great they're doing together but you know what that's the kind of thing where memories talking about all of those factors it's like i don't really want to see that on the show like what they're divorced that's what you're gonna get if she comes back exactly and that's what i think there are people who are like wow this is messy get andy in a camera whereas like i don't actually it doesn't sound fun to me to watch kim go through an acrimonious divorce as a friend of on the housewives. I don't think we would see any of it. Cause my guess is that he would not allow those kids to film. Mm. And so yeah. it would just be like her in a room with Sheree, like packing up bathing suits, like but they didn't blinking sell. at each other. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, he asked, did you see that Dorit is having a sale in her bathing suits and everything is like $50. Everything is like $17 originally Ooh. like a million except for Lisa Vanderpump's which are on sale but not for as big of a discount. Oh wow. If you're um last minute for the July plans, go get your <laughs> Beverly Beach by Dorit. 
I, I still thought she should have gone with Nava Swimwear. I liked that name better. I don't remember. Real quick, um, this week, I believe, marks another OG's return to Bravo. I think Vicky is making her first reappearance oh, on yes. Orange County. Doing I, a beer thing. Yeah, we didn't, really, we didn't really talk Orange County, but I'm curious just like uh, a quick a quick vibe of like, how do you feel about Vicky's return in whatever form it's going to take? I am completely agnostic. Agnostic. Okay. Is that, I, I don't have one feeling one way or the other. I'm into the Trace Amigas possibility. I, I really don't have any feeling of any kind. I love that for you. Yeah. I, I kind of feel I the just, same. I just want good TV. Just I, give me good TV. I feel the same. And so far, OC this season, it's working for me. It's good enough. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we, maybe we maybe maybe you can come back later in the season and we'll uh yeah. we'll debrief a little more on OC. I just want to say as someone who has a close personal not literal but close personal spiritual bond and connection to Shannon Bador, hashtag I stand for Shan. Mm-hmm. I just think some of this stuff with Tamra feels so it's just another day. It's yeah. just another thing where Tamara doesn't communicate or understands who Shannon is, but won't respect that or understand that that will mean she's going to behave in a certain way, doesn't communicate what she needs as a friend and then explodes to her, explodes at her rather. It's just like, oh, we've seen this like 30 times. Before. What did you, you know who this person is? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited just to see them kind of get past the initial situation because yes. we know that they're fine now. They're Right, that's the thing. So, it's like, it's so awkward. I'm interested to see. I feel like we probably have a couple more episodes of like tiptoeing around each other. And, and then, then Heather. We'll get fine, so. Yeah, I want to see how the Heather shift happens because to be honest, when the season started, I was very confused about the tension between uh, the tension with Tamara talking about how upset she was at Shannon and making literally no mention of the Heather of it all, which would to me be a bigger deal since allegedly Heather is one of the reasons that Tamara wasn't back because of the whole like podcast thing or whatever else. So I would think Mm -hmm. that that would be a bigger deal to Tamara, but maybe Shannon was her amuse-bouche. You know what I'm saying? And she was just like, I think Heather's a little bit of a entree. I mean, I think. And then she and then Heather's like, rest in peace. Right. Like we're done with Heather. Like Heather's like gone now. Are we just all. I don't think so. You don't think she quit? I think she's like quit. I think she keeps quitting. I I saw her last week. Cool. So I know she's she's talking housewives. She's doing press. I don't think she like quit. I don't think there's a chance in hell she's going to be back next season. We'll see. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) Um, Sarah, always a pleasure to have you here. I have had the pleasure of coming on your podcast, Andy's Girls, numerous times. Mm. Um, So I would highly recommend anyone listening, go check out Andy's Girls wherever you're listening to this. It's It's a great time. Thank you. It is a podcast about the psychology behind the Real Housewives. We considered a mix between C-SPAN and Ayanla Fix My Life and you get semi-weekly episodes. Amazing. Uh, go check that out. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Follow my friend Sarah here at Dan Galley. Um, and until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. <laughs> Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.